Blog Talk Radio.
All right. Welcome back to another edition of Pine Ridge Warriors here on the Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. Um, today's date is June 14, 2015, or 2017. Ooh, I just went back in time two years. All right. <laughs> and if you guys are joining us live right now, you're listening to us on MixLR or Blog Talk Radio. And if you're catching this after the fact in the archive, you're listening to us on Blog Talk, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Uh, so a big thank you to everybody that's been staying tuned, that's been staying with us. I know we've been a little bit spotty on some of our broadcasts. Our uh, our weekends have been crazy. Our weeks have been crazy. I'm telling you, we've got like 150 people running around all day long uh, here at where we're at, and uh, it's, it's a little bit, little bit difficult to keep a lid on things and keep everything straight. But um, praise the Lord, we're we're hoping to straighten everything out and uh, normalize both schedules together, where uh, we will be. 110% consistent with the radio broadcast schedule. So definitely look for us Saturday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for um, the first prayer and prophecy night in the last three weeks. So uh, definitely tune in for that. We're excited for it. I'm excited for it because that's my favorite night of the week that we come on the radio. Um, but also I want to share with you guys that uh, if you guys are available on Friday and you need something to listen to, tune in to OmegaManRadio.com, and uh, Curtis and I, or just Curtis Pine Ridge Warriors, will be live with Omega Man Shine Ray Davis um, at 8 p.m. Mountain Mountain Spend, Mountain Time. I'm just, just going to say it Mountain Time. That's fine. Uh, so 8 Mountain, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. We will be live on OmegaManRadio.com, or as some of you may know, on MixLR.com forward slash OmegaManRadio. And uh, definitely tune in for uh, to listen to us there. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I feel so out of practice. I feel rusty at this. Um, but if you guys do not know, Pine Ridge Warriors is back home. We are back on the reservation, and we are in the full swing of things. We are still learning the full swing of things, but we are in it, and we're going hard. And I want to say thank you for everybody who's been keeping us in prayer, keeping us uplifted to the Father, and and uh, and to the mission as well, because, you know, sometimes the Lord brings you into a season or into a thing, and all you know is that you're supposed to go, and he shows you the reasons why along the way. We're kind of, uh, uh, we're along the way right now to see the full plan and purpose come come to fruition through this trip and through this, this outreach that we're doing back here on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. So I want to just say Thank you to those of you who have been supporting us, who have been uh, sticking with us, and also those of you who have been supporting us uh, by donation as well, because if it wasn't for you guys, um, you know, we wouldn't be able to be down here doing what we're doing right now, because, um, you know, it's, it's, this is all God, this is all the Father, this is all His will, this is all His purpose, and you know what, He has been so faithful to provide, so I want to say thank you. Um, but if you guys are interested in donating or supporting this mission financially, you could go to warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com and click on the little donation uh, slash support tab, and it'll bring you right there to a couple different links as well as our mailing address. If you guys used to listen to us back uh, when Brother Marcus was around, you'll know that the P.O. Box is P.O. Box 18, Porcupine, South Dakota, 5772. Well, it's kind of funny because we have that same P.O. Box, so if you guys are looking to send anything via mail, you can do it to that address. And for any other information, just go check out the website. I'm planning to uh, send out a email blast or our newsletter for the month sometime soon. So I know I'm halfway into the month, but you guys, please be patient with me. 
Um, like I said, Curtis and I have been running ourselves silly the last little bit. So uh, just keep us uplifted in prayer. And, uh, yeah, we love you. Anyway, Curtis, do you have anything else to say? Um, no, just about – that's about it. First of all, we do want to thank everybody that has supported us, especially um, Brother Gary France out there towards, towards Nebraska and um, Sister Beth um, – where where you might be at right now, and all the other supporters, um, sister uh, sister Adrian Moselle, and also uh, sister Lana Nita. We want to thank you guys for your prayers and support um, in this ministry and future endeavors here, um, and just getting behind us in our time. And yes, you guys, uh, we apologize that we haven't been exactly on top of our game, like I said, uh, my wife has said we have been very busy, but nothing that the Lord cannot allow us to overcome. But um, before we get going, love, uh, tonight's title is entitled, uh, what did I put this title? I keep changing this title. Uh, all right, hold on. In God's Hands, basically. Um, so tonight's message is entitled In God's Hands, and we're going to be taking a look at quite a bit of other things. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at topics such as how to... Basically, alleviate a lot of stress in our lives by understanding that our life is in His hands. That everything is—I um, wouldn't say necessarily planned out for us, because I don't—I don't believe in predestination, but I do believe that the Father has laid down certain groundworks for us to follow. So, but before we get going, love, do you mind opening up the show in prayer? And then after that, we'll get going with tonight's message. I'll give you guys a quick brief update about what we've been doing and some new um, events that have been taking place both here at the on the Pine Ridge and also some events that we're going to be doing out there in Canada. Amen? So. Amen. I just got to ask you, though, um, am I lagging on your end? Because you're lagging on my end. <laughs> Um, I don't know. There's a brief lag. I don't know if it has to do with the Wi-Fi or what it might be. So, yeah, I don't know. But um, if you don't mind, love, going ahead and opening up the show in prayer, and then we'll get going for tonight's show. All right, sounds good. We'll just roll with it. All right. Dear Lord, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for your ability to calm the storm, Father. I want to say thank you, Lord, for your ability to bring peace into any situations that we might find ourselves in, Lord God, that not just our mouths would say, but, Lord God, that our hearts would sing. Father, I want to say thank you for your ability to walk in every situation with us and in every place with us, Father, down every dark alley, Lord God, in every valley, regardless of whether we notice that you're there with us or not. Father, that you always take us through a season in which you let us walk our own way, talk our own way, look our own way, Father, that you always bring us back towards you. Father, for when we struggle, it's the hardest time in which to look towards you. But, Father, you always give us that time, Lord God, in which you will turn our hearts, you'll turn our heads, Father, you turn our minds. Father, I want to say thank you for that. Father, I want to say thank you for your love, which repairs the breach, Father, that we love to, <laughs> we love to widen so much, Lord God, for our hearts are desperately wicked. But, Lord God, each day that we walk with you and each day that we we follow after you, Father. Each day that we seek your face, Lord God, you are bridging that gap that we had widened. Lord God, I just want to say thank you for that. And I want to say thank you for in those times that you are 
slowly but surely purifying our heart just as much as we will let you. Father, because this isn't something that happens overnight, Lord God. We're not just going to wake up one day and be the next Elijah or Elisha. Father, we're not just going to wake up one day and be the next Peter, James, or John. Father, we shouldn't want that. We shouldn't want to be those men. We shouldn't want to be in that time or in those places, Father, for you have ordained us to such a time as this. And what we do with this time, Father, it's up to us. And, Father, I want to just say thank you for that choice and for that ability to choose. Lord God, regardless of the state that our heart is in, Father, for you have you have such great trust in who and what you have created each and every single one of your children to be, Father. You have more trust in us, Father, than we have trust in you most days. Father, forgive us for this. Forgive us, Father, for our lack of faith. Father, for our lack of trust. For we cannot have one without the other. We cannot have one that is set apart from the next. Lord God, for faith. Faith without works is dead, but the only way in which we move is if we trust. And trust is what will enable us to sit on that chair, to open that door, to take that next step. Father, open our hearts to the reality of how trustworthy you are. That in so many dark times and in so many distant times, Father, you trust us no matter what, Father. But we are, (laughs) woe unto us, Father, woe unto us who do not trust you likewise. And Father, I just want to say thank you, Father, for keeping your hand and your heart open to us. To the ones that may fall and may falter, Father, yet you've set apart that time for us to learn and to grow. I just want to say thank you for that right now. Lord God, I want to say thank you for the struggles that we walk through, Lord God, because it's it's not just one person struggling at one time and another at the next, Father, but you bring your children through seasons as a whole. Lord God, when the children of Israel walked through the desert, it wasn't that you chose one age group or or one one sex or 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 one this or one that, Lord God, but you brought all of the children into the desert at the same time. Lord God, for you have called us to be a body. And one body is is not a body until all of the members come together and they walk together in the same seasons and in the same times, Lord God. Whether they discern the season or not, we have all been called to walk through the same seasons. We've all been called to come together in unity, Father, to bind ourselves one with another, to yoke ourselves one with another, Lord God, and the unity that is the body of Christ. But, Father, let us not become weary in discerning that body. Let us not ever grow faint in searching for the ones that you have called, that you have chosen, O God, that you have called forth, come forth in unity with us as believers. Father, not everybody is called to the depths and to the bottoms of the ocean, and we know that. 
And Father, I feel such such a state of, of just sadness when I look and when I see the, the church and where they're at, Lord God, because I know that you have to go and meet people where they're at. But Lord God, it makes it so hard to meet people where they're at when their excuses. He's been yet saying yesterday, today, and forever, so why should I change? This man told me that I'm good. Why would I change? Father, for he said in your word that the obedience of one would make many righteous. Father, all we have to do is listen. All we have to do is listen and hearken unto your voice, Lord God. Because, Father, when you put the time and you put the effort and the energy into speaking to your children, Lord God. We all have a choice, but Lord God, you have that way of turning our hearts and our minds and our heads, Father, to doing as you have instructed us to do. Just as you called Jonah to go forth, and he said no. Lord God, you didn't care what it took to turn his heart because he was the one for the job. Lord God, sometimes we're the ones for the job, but we're just in that season of saying, no, Lord. And you're just waiting to see how long it's going to take, what it's going to take. Father, for your hand knows no boundaries. It knows no walls and it knows no distance, Father. For your children, you will go to literally the ends of the earth and beyond to have your children stay in the heart of your will. For all like sheep have gone astray, Lord God. You have all gone astray. But Father, I fear that some of these that sit in your churches, that that maybe, okay, I shouldn't say your churches, Father, I repent of that. But so many of these that sit in the churches, Father, they're more lost than the ones that have never heard the, the name of your son spoken. Father, it makes me sick to my stomach to think that. But, Father, I want to say thank you for the ability that you've given your children to see. Father, I want to say thank you for the ability that you've given your children's hearts to ache just as yours. Father, for it takes one man to change the earth. It didn't take thousands. It didn't take hundreds. But it took one man. And I want to say thank you for that right now. Because so many of us, Father, we think that we just need this more. And we need more people to help. And we need more of this and more of that, Father. When you sent Christ, Father, he did it all. And, Father, he did it in peace. And he did it in righteousness. And he did it not wavering in attitude. And Father, I want to say thank you for that. For us of so little faith, Father, we come short in so many things. But you didn't call us to be the sacrifice. 
Christ was the sacrifice. We weren't called to be the sacrifice. Lord God, you never called us to be perfect. That was his job and his alone. So, Father, may we stop looking at ourselves as shortcomers. Father, for some of the most anointed, Father, most (laughs) intimately connected with you, people that I've ever met, men and women of God, Lord God, they're the most flawed. They've got the most problems. They have the most battles. The price you pay, the humility to walk hand in hand with Christ, Lord God. In the true intimacy of relationships, in which, Lord God, there is no things hidden. All things which are hidden in darkness, Lord God, they are illuminated by your light. For it is the hidden thing, Lord God, that will tie us down, that will keep us from, Lord God, and that will will shoot us down. Lord God, but in intimacy with you, Father, we give up those things and we realize those things, Lord God, not that they make us who we are, Father, but that sometimes it's just a thorn in the flesh that keeps us grounded and founded, Father, not looking to what we can do, but, Father, looking to what you are looking to the reason for why we are here. What, what is the true, true reason why we are here, Father? Because we want to talk about all these things that we don't necessarily understand. We want to figure out all these questions to, and, all, and all these answers to the things that really, what do they merit the body of Christ? What do they merit the body of Christ, Father? But we can't even answer the simplest question. Father, why are we here? What are we here for? It's not just to have millions and billions of people say the sinner's prayer. You'd think that for such a a great and mighty Father, a great and mighty Creator, God, that Father, you would have such so much more of a an intrinsic and more important plan than sharing a few words on a paper. Lord God, what's the reason for us to be here? Father, I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you, Father, for the ability to speak freely in your house, to speak freely in your courts. Lord God, to come to you in times of joy and in times of need. Father, to come to you in times of excellence and, Father, in times of not so excellence, in times of, Father, rebellion and in times of yielding. Father, for you meet us where we are at, not that we may stay, but, Father, so that we may go forth. And, Father, I just want to say thank you for that right now. And, Lord God, as, as we we go forth, Tonight with this show, Lord God, I pray that it would be your words in our mouth, Lord God, not the things that our flesh has been telling us or that our hearts have been stirring in our minds, Lord God, but that we would shut those things out and we would put those things aside. Lord God, that this would be the time of yielding that we come unto you. Father, for you have, you have called 
all things and you are causing all things to be cut asunder from each other, Father, from light from darkness, Lord God. And I pray that you cut asunder the light from the darkness in this hour, Lord God, that your light may be shared in this place, Lord God. Father, that not one person would hear the same word tonight, Father, but that it would be made specifically for the ears that will hear. Father, I thank you for this time, Lord God. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for my family. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your arms, and I thank you for your guidance. I thank you for your patience. Father, I thank you for who you are, even though in the state that we're in, Father, we cannot, we cannot comprehend. But I thank you for that. In your son's awesome, precious, mighty name, I say amen and amen. Amen and amen. Thank you there, love. Um, listen, brothers and sisters, what my wife just got done praying, you know, it's very important to be able to trust in the Father. And especially in the times of uncertainty and areas that we all know we need to grow on. One of the things I see tonight, brothers and sisters, well, even throughout throughout these last few short months, um, is how much of a need we need to have the leading of the Father. Either that be in your love life, in your personal life, whatever it might be. Listen, everything that we're going through right now in this time, in this season, in this section of your life it is all in God's hands it truly is um, and this actually spawned hold on, sorry. tonight's broadcast um, it was a conversation that me and my wife had that actually spawned tonight's broadcast you know we were sitting here and we we're thinking you know Lord what if what if we missed it what if we messed up or you know what do we have what does he have in store for us well we've come to the realization that literally everything that we got going on, it's in the Father's hands. It has to be. Um, financial, physical, spiritual, emotional, even even down to kids. Um, everything that we do is truly in the Father's hands. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, guys. I'm a little bit on the tired side. But I, I want to kind of share real quick before we get into tonight's message. I want to share a little bit about what we've been, what's been going on, what we've been doing out here. Um, first and foremost is one of the great pleasures and great challenges that we've been having and facing right now since in the last week is to be able to help develop or bring the knowledge of Christ to a generation that doesn't know Christ. And it was actually very interesting. Um, me and my wife, we were in charge of about 13 teenage girls, uh, roughly around the ages of 12 to 16, I think, was the was the oldest. And if any of you out there have dealt with teenagers um, in any way, shape, or form, you'll find out very quickly that you know we got to learn to deal with them differently. I can deal with boys quite easy because I know I know what boys need, I know what boys like, I know what boys want. You know, we can go outside and jump in the river and get muddy and get dirty, and you know we'll laugh about it. But to be able to be sensitive, I think the Lord is teaching me sensitivity in this time, um, and how to be gentle and how to be patient with a lot of these with a lot of these youth. 
And I say that because, um, you know, let's face it, some of these girls, they're going to be dealing with uh, tough traumas. Traumas as they go about through life. I don't, I don't, I don't care what type of trauma, either be emotional, be physical, um, even down to sexual abuse. So I need to learn to be sensitive to the leading of the Lord on how to deal with them, not just deal with them, but to help them overcome um, what the, it is that they they need in that hour. Um, learning to become a friend, but learning to become not familiar. And I think that's the hardest part to understand is learning when to and when not to. As it says in Proverbs, there's a time to talk, there's a time to be silent, there's a time to plant, there's a time to harvest. You know, So there's times and seasons in, in, in the kingdom of God with everything. So in this time, and I say this time in this season, this particular part of my walk, learning to um, build build up instead of tearing down because us as men and women of God, a lot of times we're very good at tearing down things, but we're not so good at putting things back together. Um, this reminds me of uh, a time basically my mom chewed me out because I was taking her laptop apart. I was taking her fridge apart. Whatever it is I could take apart, I love to take apart things. That's just intrinsic, intrinsically how God made me. But a few days later, you know, my mom was like, you know, why is it that you kind of take things apart? And I said, you know, really, I don't understand. I don't know why. It's just, it just intrigues me. So I try to put laptops back together, parts not necessarily where they're supposed to be, you know, yada, yada, yada. So that's why I do believe us as in, in human beings, we do like to take things apart. And it's even more so whenever um, certain individuals in the body of Christ have that prophetic gift or have that prophetic grace upon their lives. Um, it's very easy to to want to tear things down, but do we have the love and patience? Just as it says, I think, in, in, in Corinthians, um, I think Paul's uh, words, letters to Corinthians, basically uh, he says this in a nutshell. He says, if I don't have love, I have nothing. If I have all the power in the world, I have nothing. I'm nothing more than a clinkling, a clinkling thimble or, or, or you know, I sound brass. You know, so I kind of butchered that, but that's somewhere in First Corinthians, I think, or one of the letters that Paul wrote to the churches. Um, and I think that that is very important. We need to have that proper balance because it says in another part in Scripture, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. Well, the reason why a false balance is is because we can't have, especially today's society, um, today's believing community, we have uh, a hyper abundant aspect of grace where literally everything we say and do is okay because we said and do it um, because we believe that we are blood-bought born-again believers so we can say whatever it is because it's the leading of the Holy Spirit we have to be very careful to be able to distinguish the difference between God's voice our voice and the enemy's voice all three sound very much alike in, in, in a lot of respects and in a lot of respects they don't um, you'll be able to understand and pinpoint Excuse me. You'll be able to understand and pinpoint a lot better when it's your voice, his voice, or the enemy's voice. We'll be able to learn to process that a little bit better. Praise God, my wife left some coffee in the office because uh, I tell you guys, uh, dealing with those kids kind of took it out with me. I'm not going to lie, I was going through. So, basically. Just because it might seem like a good idea at the time doesn't necessarily mean it has to be said. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, um, 
with the hand of God, or it's all in God's hands. We need to be careful. I was talking about the hyper-abundant grace that whatever you say and do is good because you said it. We need to be careful because even Christ himself, he says, listen, I don't do anything unless I first see my Father doing it, which is in heaven. Um, if it don't uplift, if it don't edify, if it don't encourage, exalt, or comfort an individual, basically you – most likely you shouldn't be saying it. Um, so I'm going to switch gears here real quick. With these teens um, – from my understanding that they had at least had some knowledge of Scripture. You want to talk about in an area where literally the Bible is never talked about, but yet the pull for Christianity is so tough, so high, that nobody really teaches them about the Bible. They preach at them, they talk at them, but do they really sit down and break these things down for them? I don't think so. And so I asked the very I, – I put a very challenging question. I said, how many of you – have actually heard of the crucifixion of Christ. A lot of them have seen the movie The Passion of Christ, but not a lot of them have actually uh, experienced that all right, or, or know what that looks like. So I think, matter of fact, tomorrow I might actually have Lori pick up The Passion of the Christ up there in, in Rapid City, one of the leaders out here in Rapid City, and see what we can do. Because um, I think these children will learn a lot better from visual aids, from from other different aspects than just to uh, read it out loud. Now, I say that because we have trained this next upcoming generation. We have trained them to be able to have the only interaction that they have is with their cell phones. Um, a lot of them, that's all they ever do is sit on their cell phones. Um, they do Snapchat, they do Facebook, they do whatever type of filtration process that they can to be able to supplement human stimulus. Now, I think this is a very dangerous thing. On one hand, we are throwing over our ability to train and equip to electronic devices. But now with today's society, it was one part that I actually see feeling being fulfilled constantly right now in Scripture is we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but every prince and power and palatee of the air. Listen, I think that we need to take a closer look at it sometime, but right now we are in the dispensation of time where we are going to have to start taking command over our airways and the, the electronic things, the other highways and byways that we don't necessarily see. And I say that because if 90 – if probably 70 percent of American children today – I'd even go so far as 95 percent of American children today – own technology that wasn't previously available to us um, back in the 90s and even a little bit earlier. So this generation, they know how to work a lot better and get things done a lot quicker, but – Fast doesn't necessarily mean efficient. Um, to make a to train up a proper disciple, I would say it would take a minimum of three years to train somebody up properly in developing a, a prayer life and and fine tuning their ear to the things of God and also being able to decree and speak the voice of God, um, the mind of God. I think that is something that it, it can be taught, it can be shown, or I should say the, the groundwork can be laid for them to enter in. Because let's face it, brothers and sisters, I can give you every little gold nugget that you possibly ever wanted for prophecy, but until you're willing to step out, it's just hoarded knowledge. The father is not a hoarder. He gives – it says he gives uh, servantly to every man as so whom he chooses. Now, 
if you are standing here alive today, you are that chosen vessel. What I mean by that is he wants to know you more. He wants to get to know you better. There's an intimate relationship process that he wants to groom you through and take you through, just like his son's 30, 30 years of, 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 of private ministry to enter into three years of public ministry just to be flogged, kicked, beaten, stabbed, shanked, whatever it is. But yet he he allowed him to do that. So understand this, brothers and sisters. If you're in this for a quick fix to become the next great late Billy whatever, um, if you want your name and glitz and glamour to go down in, in infamy, you're in the wrong – let me put it this way. You are probably in the wrong profession because let's face it. Ministry is a very thankless job. You don't necessarily get thanked for praying for individuals, or you might not necessarily get the glory – um, well, it's God that gives the gets the glory, but you know you may not necessarily see or receive the praise for stepping out in faith and seeing another woman healed. If you are in it for the praise and the glory of men and women and those around you, you are in it for the wrong reasons. Listen, I don't care if anybody acknowledges what we do or not. Because one part in scripture that comes to my mind is basically he says, what you do in secret, God will reward you openly or publicly. You don't need to be going out in every single place and just saying, look what I have done. I got a really hard problem with that, that if you are passing your accolades before men, just as the Lord said, you have gotten your reward. As the Pharisees and Sadducees would go out into the middle of the streets and proclaim before they make some declaration or proclamation, they sound horns and tell everyone to gather here, gather here. Verily I say unto you that you have received your reward. Now, why are we doing what we're doing? Is because we have a passion and a desire to see those around us lives change for the better. Not just change because, let's face it, sometimes we can change their lives for the worse. I know there's some people that uh, come out of certain situations a lot worse off than is if they would have stayed alone. Um, let me put it this way: one part that says, you know, to whom much is given, much more is required. You know, sometimes I tell people that, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I want to learn how to prophesy, I want to learn how to speak the mind of God. And I look at their lifestyle, and I said, dude, you guys aren't ready. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, I look at them and say, you are physically and spiritually, emotionally not ready to receive the things of God. You're not. And if you do, it will wind up being more of a destruction for you than a blessing and a benefit. Now, those might be some harsh words, but when we basically go off half-cocked or very flippantly… We don't know. We need to take time and understand what the voice of God really is saying. Not what somebody else tells you the voice of God is saying, but really what the Lord is saying to you. Now, you guys, brothers and sisters, pray for us because uh, come next week will probably be me and my wife, Haley, excuse me, me and my wife, Haley's most trying and difficult time. And that's because we have some individuals that we need to um, be careful of, and that's all I'm going to leave it at that. Um, so going back to this tonight's message, In God's Hands, where do you trust the Father to be in your life? 
are you the one that wants to run around and just do things for him and not have to worry about finances? You know, for me and my wife, that's exactly it. Our lives are in God's hands in every single aspect, in every single respect. We're not going to try to toil. We're not going to try to fight. We're not going to try to butt heads with certain individuals. But what we're going to do is just let God be God in our lives, in our relationship, in our marriage. We give it to him, and therefore we put the trust not in, not in each other, not in ourselves, but into God's hands. Now, many are saying, well, that's not biblical, or that's not, that's not right. You guys should put trust in each other. No, because, yes, I trust my wife. Yes, I love my wife. Yes, my wife trusts me. Yes, my wife loves me. But we need to have more trust and faith and security inside the Father than we would ourselves. Because this is the tear that was broken down. It goes, God, the church, me, or God, my wife, my family, the church, or I should say me, and then the church. Yes, we should put the church kind of like down here at the bottom of the totem pole. Because, listen, if you don't understand what it, what the Father's voice is saying to you, you're going to run into the next problem. If you cannot trust in the Lord, how are you supposed to ever trust in the one that the Lord sent you or supposed to have sent you? And then with yourself, if you don't have confidence and security in the one that in the Lord's voice and in the one that sent you, well, guess what, brothers and sisters? You're going to run into another snag yourself. You will not trust to be able to trust yourself. And if you cannot trust yourself, how is it that you can have faith and confidence that you're going to be able to lead others in, around you and underneath you with a strong heart and a cool mind? So, let me go ahead and repeat this order. God is on top. goes your wife or your significant other, your family, you, and then the church in those particular orders. Now, because, yes, men are supposed to be the head of the household, so you could think of it like this. God, you, your wife, and then the church. But I, I put less emphasis on the church because today we allow others to dictate what we should and should not preach. We see this. This is an age-old dilemma. This is an age-old problem. Whenever you go back to the disciples and they're, they're arguing and they're bickering and they're complaining about who needs to be circumcised. And – or, you know – it's getting ridiculous, just like with the Pharisees and Sadducees. The Lord said, you know, those that regardeth the day, regardeth the day, and those that regardeth it not, regardeth it not. So we need to quit being so judgmental and realize that everything is in God's hands. That's from your mother, your brother, your father, your auntie, your uncle, your friends, your loved ones, your wife, your children, your household, even down to your pets. They are all in the Father's hands. But do we have enough faith in saying, Father, here you go. I give it all to you. Because don't be scared to make mistakes. Even though some people will pressure you into doing this to accomplishing their dream and their vision, doesn't necessarily mean that that is the dream and the vision that God has given you. Now, I'm not saying it's right, and I'm not saying it's wrong. Same thing with the other individuals. I'm not saying they're right, and I'm not saying they're wrong. I, what I am saying is that you cannot be scared to step out for him. You cannot be scared. <sighs> Excuse me, brothers and sisters. You cannot be scared to basically you know, put yourselves out there for him. And really trust in the Father. 
from trips to love to ministry to locations, whatever it might be, that the Father will give you what to say in season. You know, it says in one part in Scripture, and this is what my wife brought up, it says, whenever you stand before a judge, think not of what you're about to say, but let the Lord begin to speak it through you. Amen? So, brothers and sisters, I don't know. Hopefully you guys got something out of this. But listen, um, this coming Saturday, we're going to have another episode of, or I should say another teaching of uh, Prayer and Prophecy on Saturday. So the guys, the phone lines will be open for that. The guest call in is 929-477-1278. Again, that's 929-477-1278. And that will be coming this Saturday at 6 o'clock Mountain. And also, Brother Shannon Ray Davis will be over there at 8 o'clock Mountain, 7 o'clock Eastern. um, Or is it Central? 9 o'clock Eastern and 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So, yeah, love. I was just going to say it's 8 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. Yes, so thank you. All right, brothers and sisters, so you guys heard it here first. Listen, you guys, I will be posting more videos throughout our day. Tomorrow you guys pray for us um, because we are going to be taking a bunch of the youth swimming, hopefully, Lord willing, if this bus gets fixed. So I'm going to go run out here. And start seeing what we can or cannot do with that. Remember, brothers and sisters, always remember, stand tall before man, bow low before God. Shalom, shalom. I love and appreciate you. Love, is there any closing thoughts that you would like to make before we get going? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, make sure that you subscribe and subscribe and click follow on um, XLR, Blog Talk, SoundCloud, iTunes, all those good things. And... Uh, uh, please prayerfully consider supporting us while we are out here on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. You can do so by going to warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com. And, uh, yeah, and don't be strangers, guys. We love to hear from you. We love receiving uh, mail and emails, and we try and get back as, as, in a timely manner, as timely as we can, uh, because we have been, like like we said, running around like without heads like chickens, I guess. <laughs> but we're all tired here. So I'm sorry if we, we, we sound tired. We we are tired. And uh, we love you. Just keep praying for us, and we'll keep praying for you. That's all. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for that love. I love and appreciate you guys. Oh, so I love and appreciate, I love and appreciate you love. I love and appreciate you guys. Um, give us a call. Stop by. Also, there's a gathering out there in the Black Hills, Custer, South Dakota. Come June 24th and 25th. Love to see you guys there. With that being said, peace out. Love you guys. And we'll see you guys this coming Saturday for another edition of Prayer and Prophecy Night here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. Lord, let the wind of your Holy Spirit come forth. When the wind of the Spirit blows, warrior, come on and ride the wind. When the wind of the Spirit blows,